0: One of the biggest investment houses in America decides they're going to get in the robo game. Which house is it? What robo game? Is it going to be expensive or not? We'll talk about all those things and more with Paula Pant from Afford Anything on today's Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast, normally coming to you live from my mom's half-finished basement. However, the bags are about packed and we're almost out of there. So, coming to you live from Andy Hill's house, the home of the Barrage Kids and Money podcast, I'm Joe Saul
1: And I'm Paula Pant. <laughs> coming to you from? Coming to you from the basement of somebody else's house, the basement of Andy Hill's house. I know. We're <laughs> not actually, your basement, Joe. I
0: know. We're sitting across from each other. It's so, this is not right? the Right at your show. dad's
1: shortwave, mom's shortwave it's, card table. None of none of that at all. This
0: is the podcast where we cover recent stories ripped from the financial press today. We're going to cover one from this little publication called the Wall Street Journal. Never heard of it. No, a little thing. Not only do we read them like some podcasts do, but we dive into how they affect your wallet and what you can do to invest, save and pay down debt more effectively. And If that's not enough, we'll also share a big idea at the end of today's show that you can take with you to be better with money the rest of your day and all in usually less than 20 minutes. Today's show is brought to you by NordPass. You familiar with NordPass?
1: I am not. Do do they pass they they
0: are a pass for your passwords. So mm-hmm. instead of having all your passwords, Paula, be 123 or password. <laughs> password 123. What's wrong with that? And my username is admin. Make them all the same. Yeah, that's what those Russian people told me to do. Instead of having that at NordPass, not only will you get a great discount if you use the service, but also all of your passwords in one place, but still secure. How does it work? Head to nordpass.com forward slash MWF for more. Well, this is a weird episode we normally do this on uh, either youtube or facebook we're not doing that today instead we are face to
1: face me paula and our friend joffrey joffrey the turtle so joffrey is a six-year-old turtle Uh, born in South Carolina, then moved to Georgia, then moved to Nevada, and now is podcasting out of a basement in Michigan. He's like, what the hell's going on?
0: (laughs) He's got no idea.
1: Well, you
0: are somebody I really wanted to get the take from about this company. I don't want to give it away yet what the company is, but uh, let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show and then we'll get the party started.
1: This is Tara from Rise Up. The money talking party starts now. It's time for Money with Friends.
0: Today's piece comes to us from, uh, as we mentioned, Wall Street Journal. This is written by Anne Turgisson, And it is called, and we're going to spoil it right now, Vanguard. Vanguard seeks to draw younger investors with new robo-service. And writes, amid the disruption caused by the coronavirus crisis, a lot of people are looking for financial advice. Vanguard Groups hoping to capitalize on that while also expanding the reach of the world's second largest money manager to a younger clientele. The firm is launching a robo-advisory service that covers key elements of long-term financial planning at the low cost for which the company is known. The automated service, called Digital Advisor, is aimed at younger investors and cuts out human financial advisors entirely. By year-end, Vanguard plans to roll out both Digital Advisor and its five-year-old personal advisor services, which includes human advisors and is popular with investors of more complex financial lives to some of the more than 1500 401k and other retirement plans it administers. Vanguard's new offering is part of a growing trend toward providing low-cost advice in 401k plans, invest, individual retirement accounts, and brokerage accounts. For financial service firms including Vanguard, the advisory services bring in an extra- layer of fees as charges decline on other products, including mutual funds and brokerage transactions, said Scott Smith, Director of Advice Relationships at Cerule Associates.
1: For investors, the advice services provide greater personalization than they can get with target date funds, portfolios that shift from stocks to bonds as people age and that dominate the 401k market. Researchers, including David Blanchett, head of retirement research at Morningstar Incorporated, found that participants in 401k services that provide advice save 0.5% a year more than those in target date funds and earn 0.24% a year more after paying higher fees for the services, on average. With its new offering, Vanguard is following other firms, including Charles Schwab Corp and Betterman LLC, in offering a higher price service for investors who want human help and a cheaper one for investors comfortable with a fully automated approach. Personal Advisor Services charges 0.3% of account balances a year, and Digital Advisor targets a net advisory fee of 0.15%. Price tags that may drive down the cost of financial advice in workplace retirement plans, said William Trout, head of Wealth Management at research firm Salent. The goal is to, quote, make advice more accessible, said Jonathan Cleborn, a principal at
0: Vanguard. The piece continues from there, and uh, we will link to it on our website at uh, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. But Paula, you've got Vanguard now getting into another layer of the advice game. What's your first thought?
1: Wow. Um, I wonder, given the fact that most people who go to Vanguard are people who watch expense, I, I shouldn't say most, but many, many people who go to Vanguard are people who watch expense ratios like a hawk. I wonder if Vanguard has a clientele that would be interested in this service.
0: It is interesting to me, though, the timing on this, with the markets going one way and the economy going another way, mm-hmm. it seems like. It's the perfect time to launch it because people are wondering: okay, is the economy right, or is the market right? <laughs> right. Which way do we go?
1: Everything's left. <laughs> I know, <that's> right. <laughs> I have no clue which way to go. Yet, yeah, to, to that extent, it certainly makes sense that people want a little bit more handholding in a time of confusion, in a time of complexity or perplexity. People want more advice. It's it's yeah. not comforting to hear buy and hold dollar cost average. That is, uh, while that may be true. There's no emotional comfort in hearing that right now. Why
0: is that though? Because you and I know, because we've been doing this for a long time, that the perfect thing to do most of the time mm. is nothing. And yes. yet the number one question I got when I was a financial planner, number one question you and I get on your show when we're answering questions, number one question we get on Stacking Benjamins is what should I be doing?
1: Right. I think the reason, particularly right now in the year 2020 in a time where, as you just said, the the market is doing one thing and the economy is doing something else, it's a very confusing time. People don't understand what's going on and they're getting mixed signals. And when you're living in an era of so much confusion, where so much feels out of your control, there is, I think, a psychological temptation to do something because doing something, taking action, gives you the emotional satisfaction of being in control. And, And that sense of control is very comforting in a, especially yep. in an environment where everything around you, the pandemic, the economy, the unemployment rates, everything feels so out of control.
0: Yeah, when Bobby and I, uh, you know, the last three months are talking about most topics during this whole uh, uh, coronavirus issue, we keep talking about pivoting, which is doing something. Most people have to pivot. A lot of people, if you're out of a job, what do you do? You pivot. You figure out where the next job is. Here, this is the one spot where you don't pivot. Right? Like <laughs> if, if you pivot, you, you did the wrong thing. That's strange. I want to ask you about these fees. Personal advisor services charges a third of a, a little less than a third point. 0.3% of account balances a year, and Digital Advisor, the new one, uh, 0.15%. What do you think about those prices?
1: Well, if, so it compares this, the sentence that describes those fees immediately goes on to compare what those fees are uh, to standard workplace retirement plans. So certainly if a person is accessing Vanguard funds through their workplace 401k, and these are the types of fees that they're seeing, are these better than a lot of workplace 401k fees? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, if, if your options are limited based on the fact that you work at Turtle LLC and you know this is the 401k that your company allows you to access, um, these, are, these are very competitive with regard to that. But again, um, given that these fees are layered on top of the expense ratios for the underlying funds, I wonder for the people who are are invested in Vanguard funds um, through taxable brokerage accounts or through solo 401ks or through IRAs, people who aren't tied to it through a workplace plan, I wonder if people would be willing to layer on the added fee.
0: It's funny because you look at this added fee mm-hmm. on top of the price of a Vanguard
1: fund. Right. You're still cheaper it's than still most It's still low. Funds. Yeah, it's still quite low.
0: Do you think some people get too myopic?
1: Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, what ultimately matters is your return relative to your risk profile. Uh, But given that ultimately that return is... A matter of speculation, you know, we, we can make projections, but projections are just a fancy word for guess, um, uh, it goes back to that semblance of control. You can't control what type of types of returns you're going to get. What you can control are your fees.
0: However... That the uh, David Blanchett, I want to go back to this thing that you read, head of retirement research at Morningstar, Inc., because this is what fascinates me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: found that participants in 401k services that provide advice, which is what they're talking about, so you're going to pay more, save half a percent more a year than those in target date funds. Mm. Right. Half a day, you know, we say half a percent per year, but but you take that over a lifetime. That is significant. Yeah, I think the technical term is a crap load of money.
1: (laughs) That is very significant. And I would would love to dig further into that research to find out why it is that these participants are saving that much money. I
0: see a future afford anything episode coming. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, 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 Another piece of this. You know, so this is a new robo-service, and they call it robo-advisor. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that, name? Is this really going to be an advisory service, do you think?
1: I mean, the term... So what's what's difficult about the term robo-advisor is the implication that there's no help, there's no human connection, there's no hands-on connection, but it, it takes so many people to manage robo-advisory accounts, and it... it um, and the people who are paying the premium want some type of, I, I don't want to say hand-holding, but they'll want some type of feedback. They, they might reach out to customer service. They might have questions. Um, so I think that the term robo-advisor makes it sound a little less human than it actually is.
0: The, uh, 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 I would love that. So you're saying that this service is not really comp- comparable to what Betterment does
1: no no I, I think I think uh Betterment pro- you know I'm sure Betterment has a large team of people who field customer questions yeah
0: but I still don't feel like Betterment is really an advisor I don't feel mm. like that. I, I mean don't get me wrong you can buy the premium service where you get an advisor right but I don't think the basic Betterment thing that you go to it has anything in common with a good with
1: a f- finan- good financial real advisor financial
0: advisor yeah
1: you know I think what you might be getting at um, is The difference between receiving investment advice versus receiving comprehensive financial planning advice, because comprehensive financial planning advice includes um, what type of life insurance do you have, if any? Do you need it? Uh, What type of disability insurance do you have, if any? Do you have an estate plan? Do you have uh, adequate asset protection? You know, like comprehensive financial planning spans far beyond just your investment portfolio.
0: That's my biggest issue with personal capital, mm-hmm. is, is not, which is another, for people who don't know, is another firm, uh, and, and you know people get into the fact that they use individual stocks, they get into their fees. I don't have problems with any of those. I have problems with the fact that what happens with your portfolio dovetails into every other part of your life, and and managing it in this little vacuum, I think, is a mistake.
1: Exactly, exactly. And, and there's even the question of, all right, how much money should I put into an investable portfolio as compared with money that I put into an emergency fund or say for a down payment or um, say for a a car that I want to purchase in cash. I mean, these are all of the questions that relate to the management of your personal finances that don't get encapsulated in specifically the narrow slice of investment advisory services.
0: In just a moment, Paul and I are going to have our takeaway from today's show. But first, got to say a big thanks to NordPass for supporting Money with Friends. You know, if you're somebody like me for a long time, I avoided, I avoided using these password protectors because of the fact that I'm like, who wants to steal my stuff? <laughs> and then Cheryl's stuff got stolen. Ooh. Yeah. And then that changes everything. And in fact, just last week we had another incident where somebody opened up an uh, Alaskan Airlines card in her name. What? Yeah, it was awesome. It was wow. it was great. They got a bunch of uh, free stuff. Luckily, they caught it. And and she actually, and this is weird, she had done the program where not only not where they freeze your credit, but what's cool is is that the uh, uh, the three rating services, uh, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, will do this free um, thing where they alert you. And they actually alerted her that's and and this is kind of ridiculous. They alerted her that somebody had opened up a card and received one uh, in her name, wow. uh, which was awesome. But that service is pretty worthless because it got opened and the person still was able to commit some fraud. But right. anyway, with with something like NordPass, you make sure that you always have different passwords in fact for most of my passwords i don't even know what my password is i Mm -hmm. have no idea what my password is they're all different they're all i can't remember them all but nordpass makes sure they're hard to find they tell me when they've been compromised in fact on this piece i just went into my nordpass and it told me that my wall street journal subscription has been compromised somebody is reading the wall street (laughs) journal
1: i can't imagine who definitely name does not begin with a p and end with an all up paul's like keep moving keep
0: moving (laughs) Nothing to see here. Uh, But anyway, for not only a discount on NordPass, but also uh, 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 you also can try it out. Head to NordPass.com forward slash MWF for more. And uh, man, especially if you're not using, if you're happy with the one that you have now, great. But if you're not using any type of password protection, NordPass is the one that we really like. NordPass.com forward slash MWF. All
1: right, Paula, time for you to make the show. Uh Uh-oh. What's our big takeaway here? I would say the big takeaway is that if you want to use any type of robo-advisor, if if that appeals to you, go for it, but do not substitute a robo-advisor or any type of specific investment advisory service for comprehensive financial planning.
0: And you know what when we talk about comprehensive financial planning people often think well that means I need a comprehensive financial planner nope I think Carl Richards at the at uh, the New York Times says it well your financial plan can be on it can be on an envelope it could be on a napkin but everything dovetails with each other. So mm-hmm. uh, I love where you're going there. Paula. Yes. I heard a rumor that said that you have a podcast.
1: I do have a podcast. Oh, shut up. It's true. It's called Afford Anything. and Good name. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you. You can afford anything but not everything. Um, and once, about one out of every four episodes, there's this guy by the name of Joe Saul Seahy oh, who joins guy. me. Yeah, I know. I have... Never heard of them. Sketchy. Totally. Totally. (laughs) Type of guy who's probably like wasted drinking wine while he records. Mm. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) So you can download the Afford Anything podcast anywhere where finer podcasts can be downloaded. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pandora.
0: Where finer podcasts are distributed. Yes. Did you see, by the way, that we can be on IMDb now?
1: Ooh, I I have an IMDB profile yeah
0: but yes. but but no seriously we could we you can put the afford anything podcast on IMDB. Oh
1: cool. I found
0: that out just a couple of days ago from our mutual friend Steve Stewart.
1: Oh excellent. yes
0: everybody else is like that's a thrilling joke get on with it <laughs> All right that's gonna do it for today. Paula is back tomorrow. With more, we're going to talk about something that Paula has had firsthand experience with. Raising the, turtles? Uh, the, something called a coronavirus.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, unfortunately, I yes. I am a COVID survivor. <laughs> and what does
0: COVID, what what do, what be COVID and investment firms have in common? We'll talk about that tomorrow at Money with Friends. Bye-bye.